This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry Hardesty, my friend, how's it going tonight? Uh, do you have six lotto numbers? I wish I did. <laughs> You're on the road. I, you might as well play. Sh- I, w- I would share them with you if I could. Uh, yeah, no, things are going along well. Didn't look that way. Uh, first pitch of the game, I think it was. First batter of the game for sure by Jamison Tyone, giving up a home run. Mm-hmm. You're thinking to yourself, oh, boy, here we go. But mm-hmm. uh, he settled down fantastically since that point. Has a, a one of his best outings of the season, I would say, considering the mm-hmm. competition, considering what he did on the mound and how long he lasted on the mound. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if the Yankees can pick up another out here. And uh, put the American League East away. And usually I would say, you know, for a team that goes to the playoffs often, you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't be that big of a celebration. Right. The Yankees really don't win the division that often. No, I think they've only won it recently. Yeah, I think they've only won it once in the last decade. So I don't think that they're going to go crazy, but uh, it's something to celebrate. Yeah, that's the, fir- the first goal of the season is always to try to win your division, and the Yankees are one out away. When you have suffered and struggled the way this team has – Gordon, give him a break. Give him tonight. Mm-hmm. Let, him, let him let off a little steam. It's okay. And, uh, you know, now the question becomes, do you give Judge off tomorrow? I, I, I would guess it's probably up to him, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get – I don't think he's going to want off until he gets this taken care of. Yeah. yeah. And, and, look, I think he still will, but mm-hmm. – you know, after tonight, what do you got? Eight games after tonight? I believe so. Yeah, seven, eight games. So and, you know, he's still got time. Yeah, got time but, to come home. Uh, yeah, uh, but the fact that it, it, it seems like teams have all wised up right away <laughs> with <laughs> not giving him anything to hit, and it's not like they're intentionally walking him every single time, but they're certainly not putting anything near the strike zone when it comes to Aaron Judge. So no. he has walked a bunch here since uh, the last time he hit a home run a little over a week ago now, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it always, you know, until that weekend in Milwaukee, I was saying to you, when it was at 58, people were making it like it was a foregone conclusion. And then he hit, yeah. you know, the two and the one. And, and you're like, all right, yeah, I guess it is. And I, I, I kind of gave in. I said, I guess it is kind of a foregone conclusion. He's going to blow past this thing. And it's slowed down since then. I thought it was going to happen tonight. I just kind of had a feeling mm. that tonight was going to be the night. But uh, it is not. Yankees, though, do get the win. They are the American League East Division champs after a second half where it looked like Things were going sideways. Not a great second half by any stretch of the imagination, but they do not blow the big lead. They are going in as the American League East champs. And they deserve it. They deserve it, Gordon, based on the first half of the season. Because they were a tremendous team. First half of the year, they were great. They were dominant. They took care of business. They were great home and away. They had good hitting. They had good pitching. And uh, the bullpen was good. I mean, they, they were setting records. So... You know, listen, you, what's the saying? You can win it early and you can lose it early, but you, they won it this year and they won it early and they just had to tread water. And, you know, now it's about getting everything lined up for the postseason. That's what it's about now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they did give themselves a, a very wide margin and they needed almost all of that margin when things were going <laughs> sideways with all the injuries and just how they were playing. But uh, they still have at least an outside shot at 100 wins. I don't know how important that is to them. It probably is not all that important. I think that the only thing they really want to get done now is get judged the, the home run here to at least get to 61 and more importantly, get them lined up for October. And I, I I guess the only decision to make here would be kind of DJ LeMayhew, right? Get mm-hmm. him back and see if he can play through the pain of the the toe injury and 
and away you go, and and you're, you're expecting to have the first round by, and then you'll see who you play, and and the Yankees are still expected to have a very deep postseason run. This still has to be about getting to and winning the World Series this year, but the first step is accomplished. They are division champs. Absolutely. And then there's the Mets. And Gordon, <laughs> uh, you and I have had this conversation before, and this team may indeed win their division. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, they've got the big set with the Braves coming up at the end of, end of the week, this coming weekend. But Gordon, the frustration for me, and they've had, listen, the Mets have had a tremendous season. This has been a great year for them, very quietly. Pete Alonso's had a fabulous year. You know, Gordon, if it wasn't for Aaron Judge, we'd be talking about Pete Alonso in this town. Absolutely. For, for, for how great a year he's had. Over, he's leading. He's got more RBI now. He's, what, 130, 131 RBIs. He's had a tremendous year. This team has been great. The pitching's been great. Bullpen, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what can you say about Mr. Trumpeteer? I mean, Diaz has been unbelievable this year. But, Gordon, the frustration of this team not handling their business against last-place teams, if they don't win the division, that's where you. That's why they didn't. Yeah, I mean, it will, it, it, I'm sure people will say, you know, the Braves are just too good, the Braves are just too experienced, the Braves just did that, the Braves did this. But at the end of the day, we all talked about the schedule. This is on the Mets. The Mets have to be able to beat these teams and – when, look, it's not like they're losing series against bad teams, but every loss against one of these teams is hurting you. These are games that you should be filing away and keeping that lead where it was against the Braves. And and it certainly seems like the that series against the Braves is going to mean a lot. You were hoping <laughs> that it would be wrapped up by then. It does not look like at this point it's going to be wrapped up by then. No, I don't think so because Atlanta is not going to let them wrap it up by then. They continue, they continue to handle their business against the lower, the, the lesser teams. Of course, the Mets are still in this. They have a chance to win in this one. I mean, they're trailing six four right now, but they have a chance to come back. Uh, but you know, once again, it, and I'm pulling Gordon, for them, Larry. I'm I know pulling you for are. Him. I'm know. pulling for him. I know you are. I know. <laughs> I saw that that early deficit. Anytime the Mets <laughs> fall down early, I always start to think, oh well, you know what? How about this tonight? And uh, I am certainly mm -hmm. pulling for him tonight. So. Let's go Mets. Yeah, let's go Mets. I, I get it. But, you know, they, they just they make it too close, Gordon. You handle your business against these teams. These teams want – they got tea times already set up, Gordon. They're done. They, they want to go. They want Don Mattingly's already told you he ain't coming back. Exactly. You know, he, he, he's looking for his next job. He's sending out resumes. So, you know, that's – handle your business against these teams. That's, my, that, that's the only criticism I have of them so far. Yeah, no, I mean, and it could certainly come back to bite them. It's yeah. uh, it's certainly dramatic, and when you don't have a dog in the fight, outside of tonight, when you don't have a dog in the fight, it is certainly uh, an exciting thing, and there's some some real uh, anger going on at City Field right now. Yeah. With uh, they called a balk on uh, was it this kid named Blyer? Yeah, that brought in a run, so now it's a six four game going to the ninth inning. He came to a complete stop. They showed the they showed the replay. He came to a complete stop. Listen, I'm not complaining. No, I'll take what I you, can get. Yes, absolutely. But I, I don't believe he has been thrown out of the game. No. But he certainly got his money worth. Don Mattingly, he got thrown out of the game almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but Blyer apparently, uh, I don't know if he'll come back out for another inning. But uh, no, he may, no, he may be gone. Yeah, he might be gone. But, <laughs> they try to get him off the field right now. But yeah, Mets, I mean, they need these. This is, this is on them. They have to be able to beat the Marlins of the world and the Pirates of the world and the Nationals of the world. And, and look, winning two or three is nice. But when you're in the situation, you, you have to get them all. 
yeah. right? I mean, you can't yep. afford to be losing any of these games. It's not enough to say, well, you know, the Braves are just a little bit better. No. When you went into this stretch of games, you got past that Dodgers series, you said, look at the schedule we have. We have the easiest schedule in baseball, and you did not think at this point that you would be sitting here and still focused on the scoreboard. No. I mean, you lose this game, you're tied again. Tied again. It's I like mean, they're, they're, it's almost like Apollo Creed when he was battering Rocky, and then in the, in the last round he knocks him down, and then he looks in the corner, and Rocky's standing back up again. He's like, what's it going to take? That's what it feels yeah. like with the Braves, man. What's yes. it going to take to finally put them away? Well, what it's going to take is beating the Marlins. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Can you start there? <laughs> that would be a good start. I mean, how do you expect to beat Atlanta? You know what I'm saying, Gordon? How do you expect to do that? You're struggling with a last-place team. And, you know, I get all the cliches, all oh, the professional baseball players. They're a horrible team. Decent pitching, horrible team. Horrible. Got to yeah, win no, these games. No, there's absolutely, no, you know, they're going to win. They've already lost 90 games on the season. You know. So How about Aaron Boone being interviewed on the field for a change? Okay. Yeah, well, they can do that in, in Toronto. If they did that at the stadium, they might be getting booed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can do that up in Toronto. There's not yeah, that many Yankee fans that made the trip. No, and and, Vlad, and, and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s family is waving at him. Yeah, good job last night. Thanks. Yeah. Well, look, Vlad. You know, Vlad took it last night, and tonight he giveth the, the, that play. Yeah. It uh, he hit the ball off the wall, running to second base. He was watching it for a while. Mm-hmm. Gets thrown out at second. A couple of bang bang plays at second base oh. there in that inning, and uh, Yankees able to pull out a win. So. Uh, you know, it's it's all going to depend on how you're playing when you get to October, who you're playing against, and how well mm-hmm. you're playing. But at least the Yankees have picked things up to a certain degree where you don't feel like it's just doom and gloom every single day. Because there was a time there where, the, with the way they were playing, it was doom and gloom every single day. No question about it. 1-800-919-3776. We'll take your phone calls. Remember, at the bottom of the hour, do a little fantasy football segment for you guys. See where you are in your, in your leagues. Call up. Let's, let, I want to hear from you a little bit. On where you are in your leagues, what's been successful for you? Gordon's been giving out tips. I want to see how it's helped you or how it's hurt you uh, and what else. And so. if you have any tips for me, I can certainly use them right now, Larry. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You're doing fine. It's been the week. No, no, week no, no, I'm not. I mean, in, li- in, re- in reality, I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. In fantasy, it's a disaster, Larry. Is it really? Oh, it's a disaster. But we'll get to that later. You need to cut some players. That's the thing. I got all the guys. I feel like these are all good players, but you know, for whatever reason, subpar years. I'm every week. I'm playing a team that just scores five more points than I do. You know, Mm -hmm. like my my point differential is right there, but every single week I'm losing. It's bad management, clearly. Well, you need to change the front office people. That's what we got to do. Got to shake it up. Got to go old old store old style George, right? That's right. Front up is it's not your fault. It's their fault. Exactly. (laughs) They got to go. We'll continue the conversation right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, as, as bad as this loss was, and, and you can take your positives from me if you're a Giants fan. There were some things that happened that were good. But, Gordon, for you to lose Sterling Shepard for the year after he just got back from last year's injury, you lose him for the year when he's just jogging down the field ready to end the game. I mean, this is unbelievable the luck this kid has. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a shame because he's – I mean, he came back this year and he might have been their most reliable receiver. Absolutely. Right? I mean, right away, coming off an injury, coming off a serious injury, an Achilles injury, which the, the, the success rate for that is not great in football. 
Uh, yeah, to see that happen, it's uh, obviously devastating for him. Seems like, you know, you think about all the work that that guy must have put in just to get back and for to lose him on something that was so innocuous, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't even running hard. He was just kind of letting up, and then all of a sudden his knee just just went. So uh, I, I don't know what this means for his career moving forward, but another injury for him, and he's gone. And obviously secondary is not the first thing. The first thing is the health of, uh, for, for Sterling Shepard, but the Giants, in terms of receivers, man, yeah, they are they are screaming out for Kadarius Tony mm-hmm. to get his head on straight. Yep, here's your opportunity. You're you are a first round pick. You obviously have talent, but you got to. I mean, talk about never being healthy. That guy's never healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been there's been issues with him since he got here. That's right. They are screaming out for some because he could be the one guy on that team that could really be a game changer. And uh, whether or not he's ever going to be healthy enough with his head screwed on straight to, to be able to get on the field certainly remains to be seen. All right, let's hear from Brian Dayball on the Giants' loss. And let's hear what he's got to say about uh, the thoughts on how Daniel Jones played, given how he was pressured all night. And this is, you know, I heard some interesting thoughts on the station today about Daniel Jones. And... There's people who said, you know, what what do you expect them to do and under this situation? Uh, you know, what this is what's going on with him. What do you think? But it was just it, it, it you know, a lot of different thought process here. So let's hear what Brian Dayball took away from Daniel Jones. I thought he did a good job. I thought he made a lot of loose plays. I don't know, he had what about eighty yards rushing. I thought he did a good job keeping his eyes downfield when he could get out. You know, he made a couple plays there at the end. You know that we couldn't quite convert on. Hit some drop passes. You know, the last play that that Diggs picked off, Sills fell down, and he, it was a timing throw. You know, I think he's making progress. You know, it's tough after a loss. You know, nobody did well enough, and we understand that. But uh, I think he's he's making progress, and he fought, he battled, made some really good plays out there under some duress. Yeah, it, it, so, I mean, you can't put the loss on him, Gordon. No. Because, you, you know, this was – he mean, played – he was their best weapon. He was. <laughs> him, him running for his life was really their best weapon. And it just shows you the Giants as a team are a very flawed team. Like, think, and, and I don't know why anybody would have thought otherwise. Like, if you were a Giant fan that was thinking, well, you know what, we're actually a lot better than people are giving us – no, you're, you're not that talented. You just went through a disastrous run with the previous GM. The new GM couldn't do anything this offseason. And in terms of talent, the Giants aren't just a, they just aren't a talented team. No. So I mean that's the type of thing where they look they were they fought hard they did their best. Um, it's an evaluation year for the Giants to see what you have. And I'm actually interested because what you've seen so far with the Giants is they have a lot of holes, mm-hmm. especially in offense. Like it's great the Saquon's doing what he is, but in terms of receivers, they don't really have anything you can count on. The offensive line, they don't really have anything you can count on. The tight end position, it's not like it's a strength of the team. Quarterback is obviously a question mark. And I just wonder, it seems like with the Giants' schedule and the way that they're playing, they are going to win enough games where they're not going to have probably a top-five pick. Mm -mm. They might not even have a top-ten pick. No. And I just wonder – can Daniel Jones do enough this year where you can come to some sort of agreement where it's not like a long, you're not going to break the bank to keep Daniel Jones here. And he's probably not going to show you that he's some franchise quarterback, but is there some way where you can put it together, put together some sort of deal for a year or two where he stays here? 
because it's clear they don't really have a path to go get a franchise quarterback. Nope. Right? They're not going to be picking at the top of the draft. You're not going to be able to go the veteran route because a veteran is not going to want to come to this type of situation. And we've kind of seen with the Jets, just simply drafting a quarterback high in the draft, throwing him in there with a team that's not that talented, that's not going to fix all your ills. You kind of have to have some stuff in place already. And I don't think that the Gi- and the Giants are going to have to go and, and do that process as well. So I don't know that the idea that Daniel Jones make it or break it year, it is. But I think that there's a way that if he plays well enough that he's efficient like he's been, he's not turning the ball over like a turnover machine, that maybe there's some path forward where he sticks around longer than we think. That's fascinating because the free agent quarterbacks are not going to be anybody that you're going to want to turn your team over to. I mean, you wouldn't think. I mean, in theory, Gordon, they could they could just, I mean, in theory, they could give the job to Tyrod Taylor and still let Daniel Jones go. They, I guess they could. I, I, mean, I guess theory, they could. But I, I think that they really like Daniel Jones. Um, the, I, I don't think that they want to give up on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's going to depend on how he plays. I'm just going right. based on how he's played so far. Right. I think he's, he's been the game well. Yeah, he's he, he's a game manager and maybe he's never going to be anything more than that. And and by the time the Giants are, you know, like people saying, "Well, we got to get a franchise quarterback so we can peak for, can compete for Super Bowls." The Giants are miles away from competing for Super Bowls. <laughs> They're not a franchise quarterback away. <laughs> and I would say, look, if if it turns out the Giants do have a, a bad season, right? And they're picking in the top 5. Okay, fine. That by all yes, if there's a if there's a quarterback in, in the top five and you're picking in the top five, okay, fine. You you, might, you you don't want to be picking in the top five every year. If there's a guy there that you think is a franchise guy, by all means, go and get him. Mm-hmm. But I just take a look at how competitive the Giants have been, what their schedule is. I don't get the sense that they're going to have a top five pick. I don't think I don't even get the sense they're going to be a top ten pick. I think that they're going to kind of be middle of the road. And if you're middle of the road, can you find a quarterback that's in the middle of the first round where you feel comfortable enough that you can say, all right, Daniel Jones, you're out, even when it's not like you don't have any other holes in quarterback. You have a ton mm-hmm. of holes. Yeah, you do. And they're cursed with having this schedule this year because it, the schedule's going to give them two or three more wins going than, they, than they deserve. Yeah. Under a normal schedule, they would and, not have two or three more wins. This, this, no, go ahead. Yeah, nobody's going to complain about that now, right? No, like everybody's not. just going to, hey, how much more enjoyable it is to watch the games. They're two and one. They're fighting hard. But yeah, they're at the end of the day, right? I mean, if you win seven games this year, you don't get to win five games next year. <laughs> That's right. That ain't how That's, it works. Oh, no. well, you know, they did really well last year. They can have a really down year this year. No, 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 no. That's That's not the way it works for anybody around here. No, no. This is the year for you to have the tough schedule. Mm-hmm. See, this is the year for you to have, uh, you know, that really tough schedule where you win like four or five games and it's okay because you understand it's an evaluation and you can get your players and you can do what you need to do and everything else. See, that's that's what you want. But, Gordon, you look at that schedule, I'm telling you. They could win their next three games. <laughs> well, this this next game probably is the easiest one I think that they've yeah. played. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to blow out the Bears, but right. the Bears are not very good. I don't know how the Bears are 2-1. and one. So yeah, really. you would think that the Giants should be able to win that game. And you just take a look at the schedule itself. You know, there's just not that many. There's not that many games where you look to yourself and say, oh, there's no way the Giants can win that game. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it looked that way kind of coming into the season. And and the, the longer you go on and if they're going to be, you know, kind of a, of a of a functional team, 
I, I mean, I think they could beat the Seahawks. I mm-hmm. think they could beat the Texans. Yep. Right? I think they can beat the Bears. Yep. Um, you know, Commanders don't look great. You got two against them. That's right. Now, I'm not going to say you're going to win all those games, but there's probably going to be one of those games in there where you think to yourself, oh, there's no way they can win that one. And, and then they go out and win that one. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that they could be a six or seven win team. Yeah. And that's not what they want. <laughs> Well, look, it's what you want when the season, you know, it's all well and good to say, well, we're going to win games while we rebuild, but by winning games, you're hurting your chances of rebuilding some. Yeah. And now you're going to have to see who's going to be the wide receiver to step up here. Listen, Kenny Galladay, this is your chance. Yeah. This is your chance. Good luck. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you take a look at the options of what you got here. It's not, you know, Richie James. It, it looks good mm-hmm. for him. I mean, yeah, he's actually he produced. He's actually shown you something. Yeah. Uh, but for Kenny, Go- I mean, Kenny Galladay last night, after saying what he said, I mean, that is. Could you have shown up? Oh, I mean, the one time you see him, he's dropping a ball. I mean, come on. And this is a veteran now. This is not a second year. Listen, this is no. not Denzel Mims. This is a veteran who's being paid a lot of money. A lot of money. That's unbelievable. And you can't use them. And you can't catch. It's, I mean, it's high up on the list of, of awful moves by, made by Dave Gettleman, and that's a long list. It is. It's, it's right a there. long list. It's, it's Kenny Galladay and the offensive line. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you keep going. <laughs> you know, with Nate Solder, that was a terrible deal. Oh. But you knew that you had to go get somebody, yes. and yes. you knew even at that point you overpaid. Yeah. There was nothing saying that you had to go get Kenny Galladay, and they did. No. And, oof, no. it has been a disaster. It has. It has. I'm looking at a lot of of, of disappointed Met fans. Oh, Including one who's not a meth fan. <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I was yeah. a little. I thought that I thought we had it tonight, Larry. I thought we were gonna. I did. Thought we were I gonna overcome too. that one, but I did too. So now we're tied at one, tied at first place again, <sighs> again, again. Just they just they just never go away. <sighs> Let me take my mind off this. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's do that. All right, let's do it. All right, we'll do that next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Football music, my friend. Yeah, you oh. need it right now, right? Just gets me going. It's ESPN New York tonight. Performance. Oh, please. On 98.7 ESPN. Hardy Steen Damer, time for your fantasy football segment. We do it every Tuesday at this time. Oh, look at the production value, Gordon. You slipped yeah. the guys oh, a couple yeah. of dollars, huh? Got some right, sound By mid-season, it's going to be all bells and whistles. You, it's, <laughs> you won't believe it. Yeah, you, you listen, a couple of weeks, you have the big, you know, the big voice guy. What's Yo. the big voice guy? It's fantasy football. You know, the big voice guy will oh, come in and help you out. That's how we know we've arrived. Oh, 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 that's right. All right, so, Gordon, I mean, you've alluded to it. But yeah. Come on, seriously. How's your fantasy season My going team so is te- – I have one team that I really care about. And Wait, how many teams wh- you got? Well, I got I got three teams, but two of the – you know, you get roped into some leagues and you just do it just gotcha. for the sake. But I have one that I really care about. And I don't like to do more than one because mm-hmm. at some point you feel like you got every player, right? Like I got yeah. this player in this league, but I'm going against him in another league, so I hate that. So I have one league that I care about, and this year – Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Injuries, close games. I always come up at the short end of it. On Sunday, I had a decision to make. My quarterback is Justin Herbert. 
Mm-hmm. So I get oh. the report, Justin Herbert's not going to play. It's going to be the backup, Chase Daniel, I think it is. So I went out and I picked up uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I said, I'll stick with Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's probably not going to be as good as, obviously, Justin Herbert. But <laughs> so then I hear, oh, no, Justin Herbert is playing. I said, oh, thank goodness. Let me get Justin Herbert back in there. And, of course, Justin Herbert was terrible. One of it. For all the talk about Tua this week and his health and how did he pass the concussion pro, oh, you know, the league has to take these injuries seriously. Justin Herbert's out there with fractured rib cartilage. He's taking shots in his body, so he can, and he looks like garbage. Yeah. He looks t- It's clearly impacting him, and yet he was out there the entire game. Larry, the game was a complete blowout. I know. They were trying to get a garbage time touchdown just to make it seem like they were in the. It was terrible, and they had them. They had them playing the entire game. So, uh, yeah, everything that can go wrong for my fantasy team. As good as reality has been for football, Mm -hmm. the fantasy has been the mirror image. It's been the complete opposite. But I'll take it. I I I would much rather be happy in reality than in fantasy. I know you would. I know you would. So if you're like me, on, um, you know. The, uh, the 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 horrible five thing that we're doing. <laughs> the cover five app. Yeah, it's a rough uh, weekend for you. You know, uh, I'm 0-3. So for folks like me who are 0-3, what do you say to them? You say quit the league or blow, no, up, blow up the you, team look, or what? It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And if you play in a league where you are doing, you know, you're picking up players by waivers, right? Like the, the team with the worst record gets to pick first. So there is some benefit. If you're going to have a cold streak, now's the time to have the cold streak. Be bad right now, and then you maybe be able to find somebody on the waiver wire who's going to be a, a big impact player for you, and that might pay dividend. Now, the only problem is usually by the third week of the season, there's been some big injury. There's been some star that has, you know, has, has gone down, is going to be out for a while, is out for the season, and somebody's going to step up into that role. This year, that's not really been the case. So that's the only downside of having um, the the great waivers position so far this year. There's not been really a guy. Garrett Wilson, I guess, maybe could have been that guy a couple of weeks ago, but everybody's picked him up now. Uh, There's not really been that one guy that you're like, wow, that guy's going to perform like a a second or a third-round pick for me. But, look, there's some guys out there. It depends on your league. So I would say the top pickup this week is probably Khalil Herbert. Looks mm. like David Montgomery might miss some time, hurt his knee, hurt his ankle, and her, and uh, and um, Herbert went off this past weekend. So he's probably going to be – but he's not available in all leagues. Some people, you know, if you're playing in a deep league, he might already be picked up. Same mm-hmm. thing with Jamal Williams. DeAndre Swift goes down. He's going to probably miss the next two games. Williams has already kind of been vulturing touchdowns as it was. Mm-hmm. So he might be picked. But if those two guys are available, those are guys you can slot in right now, and they'll probably give you some uh, some production at the running back position. How about wide receivers and tight ends? Again, nothing great that's out there. Obviously, if Garrett Wilson is a guy that's – I think everybody kind of picked up last week after that Browns performance. He, If he's still out there, that would be probably the number one guy I'd be looking at. Uh, the kid Romeo Dubs uh, with the Packers, he kind of had a breakout performance this week against uh, Tampa Bay. They've been looking for somebody in the passing game. He was the guy that got a lot of buzz in the preseason, and then the first couple of weeks didn't really do anything. This week he did. He's probably going to be a hot pickup this week. Also, Greg Dortch with the Cardinals. He hasn't been anything spectacular, but he has been very reliable. And with that offense kind of struggling the way it's been, 
that's reliability. Uh, you know, you don't have to be catching touchdowns every single week. If you can put up five, six catches, 50, 60 yards, there's certainly value in that. What do you, what do, you do, Gordon, if you've got the, the wide receivers that the Giants have and now you've got injuries, you've got well, Shepard out? You got, yeah. I mean, where do you turn now to find some decent wide receivers? Well, look, the good thing is – there are they are out there. Uh, you know, every team has has receivers, right? Like it's not like the running back position where there's like ten or twelve really good guys and a lot of uh, running back by committees with a bunch of teams where you don't know what the production is going to be week in and week out. There's a lot of young receiver. That's the thing I would say is, is look to the young wide receiver. Traylon Burks is not a guy with the Titans who's put up great numbers so far. But when you take a look at the at, at the the underlying numbers, the amount of times he's on the field. That tells you that they are he, that, that's somebody that they are going to be counting on. So if you're if you're going to have to look with people for upside, I would say never before really has young players, first round picks, come into the league and made as much of an impact as they are now. So that's the way you got to kind of look. And also, if other teams in your league, if they're picking up people, they have to be dropping people. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody makes a mistake that way, and that's where where you might be able to capitalize. Now, we'll, we'll wrap up with you giving some other advice, and I'm just going to throw something out there. I mean, Gordon, I've got on, – on my fantasy, i got Derek Carr as my quarterback. He's been awful. What, do, what, do, do I sit him? Do I try to look for another quarterback? I mean, what do I do? Do I think he's going to get better? What do I do in a situation like that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a tough spot. It kind of depends on your league, right? If you're if – you're, if you're, I do think that Trevor Lawrence is somebody who's not on everybody's uh, in everybody's league who was picked up. That might be a guy because it really seems like he's starting to put things together and starting to become the player that we all kind of thought he might be. But yeah, you might have to kind of stream it for a couple of weeks where you just kind of see who's available and what the matchups are that week. Uh, because if you have a quarterback who's straight, like I have Justin Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to start Justin. If he's going to look like he did last week, I can't start him again. Yeah. So I'm going to have to probably find somebody on the waiver wire this week, be it Marcus Mariota, be it Trevor Lawrence, be it somebody like that that can get me through a couple of weeks where the production is not going to kill me, but it's not going to be the star p- player that I have at the position ordinarily. So, yeah, I mean, you, that's what you're going to have to kind of do and um, piece it together until your guy starts to show you some signs of life. Uh, the other thing that I would say in terms of um, defenses, take advantage. Uh, you can definitely stream – Streaming defenses is a very popular uh, way about going about it, right? You don't want to draft a defense very early because it's very hard to predict. But right now, with the situation with the Jets' offensive line, if the Steelers' defense is not already picked up, that is one that you should absolutely be lining up. And another one I would be lining up is anybody who plays the Bears. The Bears' offensive line is a disaster. They don't trust their quarterback to throw the ball at all. So this week it's the Giants. The Giants will be another hot pick for me if I'm looking for a defense that's looking to score some points. Great advice, Gordon. Thank you very much. That's our fantasy football segment on a Tuesday night on ESPN New York Tonight. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York Tonight. Gordon, let's take less for a second, and this is what I want to do. Um, you and I have both been there. Let's let let's let's take our our audience behind the curtain, uh, covering these championship or or clinching events. Mm-hmm. When you're in the locker room, it is it locker room clubhouse. It's different, and 
I I still have clothes that champagne I can't get out. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I have never been in the locker room for a clinching celebration like that. Okay. Uh, so I've never been at, but I, I mean, anytime you're in the clubhouse, you know, that's their, that's their place of business. So yeah. you never really feel all that comfortable in you there. Don't. So I can only imagine on a night like that, where you have an increased amount of people, it's a road clubhouse. So it, yes. it, I'm looking at the video. It doesn't seem like it's very big to begin with. It's always smaller. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of people in there and, you know, people are trying to celebrate. It, it has to be a very awkward scene. It is. And, there's always, Gordon, there's always a couple of guys who are devious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared, you will be soaked. So, <laughs> so you know you got to come in. You got to have your, your uh, waterproof, like, rain jacket. Yeah. You know, you got to have uh, – It would. I'm not big on the goggles. I'm really not. I'm not yeah, even big on a, the players having goggles. I mean, right. And they're getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I mean they're snorkeling It's going to just now. be helmets pretty soon, right? You just yeah, walk in there, a giant ski helmet. Exactly, exactly. But there's always somebody that's going to sneak up behind you and it's going to douse you with either beer or champagne or something like that. There's always one – Gordon, there's always one guy. Always one. That, that, that just wears you out. It just wears you out. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, but you really have to it, – it's a tough maneuver <laughs> through there because you're, oh, you're yeah. sliding this way and you're going this way. You're, you're trying to get – and what happens, though, is if you, can, if you can let the first scrum go by, sometimes you get really good stuff the second time around from guys. Usually that's not the case. But mm-hmm. in celebration like that, you know, they're just happy. They're just, oh, we got to join us. It's going all this stuff. So it, it's a lot of fun. It can be, uh, it can be challenging, though. I can, Gotta be I careful. I can imagine, yeah. Gotta be careful. Because <laughs> they'll just, if, and if there's a person they don't like, Gordon, you know. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Remember Dion back in the day with uh, Tim McCarver? Right, mm-hmm. he went after Tim McCarver. Was dumping water on him and everything mm-hmm. else. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's, there, I'm sure that that's not uh, the only time. I'm sure that I'm that sure. happens. You I'm know, sure. but well, I mean, it is. Uh, you know, you got to. I think you got to have your head on a swivel. Absolutely, that you exactly do. You exactly do. It's it's really no different than normal because <laughs> you look at <laughs> uh, where's that guy coming out. You know, from doing your yes days and uh, yeah, oh sure. But you know, that, that it was like much that. more. You know, like when you had that microphone, you know, guys would be more willing to give mm-hmm. you. You know, there, it was much more. It was not as as chaotic as it might seem. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you knew when certain guys were going to come out, and yeah. you would get you would get three questions. You didn't have to fight as much for them. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a nice way to be, it was a nice way to travel. Um, you know, it was, it was a, it was a nice way to go about things, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it wasn't the only time I've done it. So, uh, yeah, you'd sometimes, uh, it would, um, you know, you you have to really fight, you know, it's a scrum, right? It's a Mm -hmm. media scrum and, uh, you got to fight for your way to be heard. No question. And as, as Gordon will tell you from those days, cause he was, you know, the yes person and he was doing nets and I'd see him over in the, in the, in the uh, Continental Airlines Arena. And yeah, doing back stuff. in the day, right? Back in the day. And it's different because he was with Yes, which meant he went first. <laughs> That's right. That was a night. Yeah, I like that. That was a lot of fun. 
It's it's different, right? It's, yeah. You get to set the tempo. You mm-hmm. this is what I need. Let me get my questions. Okay, <laughs> you guys do what you want. I'm out of here. See ya. Let me move right. on to the next. You one. knew you were going to get three, and then if you wanted to get anything else, you you certainly could. But you mm-hmm. knew you were going to get the first couple. Yep. Uh, not everybody always followed that. Uh, not everybody always followed that uh, that mantra. There were some mm-hmm. people that uh, you know if they were a little upset. Uh, yeah, some, they, some. they have a big uh, Sunday broadcast with Michael K. Sometimes they wouldn't uh, be willing to uh, give you that time, but mm-hmm. most but for the most did. part, it was cool. for the most part. Absolutely, most people uh, would uh, very gracious. Yep, absolutely. And, yeah, and you have to keep them on. You know, I know some media members might not think this way, but they're giving you their time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, need them a whole lot more than yeah. they need you. So yeah, absolutely. But you know, there are those moments when you when you're sitting there and you're like. You feel like you're in the hotel lobby. Is there a Yankee coming through here anytime soon? And yeah. Especially pregame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so they do go mysterious. Where, where is everybody? How come? There's, why are they all in the back? Can somebody yeah. come out here? No, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Rob's in Brooklyn. What's up, Rob? Start us off. Larry. Yes. Damon. I just want to give a big shout out right. to Cashman and Boone. You know why? Because they dealt with it all this year. You know, the players have, 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 have done their, you know, ups and downs, you know, strikeouts, you know, injuries. But those two guys in one year changed this fan size. And one big shout-out to whoever made that song up. Thank you, guys. All right, Rob. Gordon, we're playing Name That Tune. I can't name it. I, I, I don't know what Rob, <laughs> what planet Rob was calling from. I, I, my name was Damon. I wasn't even Gordon. I wasn't no. Damer. I was just Damon. Yeah. You were Damon. Yeah, Damon, I, wouldn't Damon, give, Damon. I wouldn't give the, the credit so much to Cashman or Boone. I'd give the credit to the guy who wears the number 99 jersey because that's the guy who got it done. He did. He did. He, carried, he put that team on his back a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Half. The, as soon as the Yankees get knocked out of the playoffs, Rob will be calling back Cashman and Boone. I want them both fired. I want them out of here. These idiots. It's true. You're right. That's what. That, That's he how won't works. be alone. No, he no, alone. He'll, it'll take a it'll take a while to get through that night. I think what Rob was trying to do was mm-hmm. he was trying to give me the Edwin Diaz trumpets. Mm. He was trying to do those trumpets, but for the Yankees because the Yankees have clinched their division. So I think that's what he was trying to do. Gotcha. See, that's what he was trying to do. That's what he wanted. Well, I'm just telling you, Gordon, since that guy played live. It's not not been the same. You're right. It's not been the same. Jerry Seinfeld pointed that out right away. Don't like it. It's like the Baja men with the hoot. And that's the thing. Like, we got this big big, uh, shindig with the Jets and the Dolphin game. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to be celebrating anything early. I haven't heard this since. Yeah, doing the Macarena. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> this is this is not one that pe- this is not one of those. Cla- they're not playing this in the classic radio stations, you know. There's no, there's no, you know. They're not even playing in the arenas. No, they they're not. They, that 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 dated. It got dated very quickly. Yeah, it did. It did. It was a nice beat, but you know, they, they wore it yeah. to death. It did. You heard get, it, it did get a little worn out. Yeah, oh, very quickly. God, you heard it all over the place. Uh, Gordon. Obviously, you're happy with the division. We'll get to the calls in a second. Obviously, you're happy that they clinch. Can you just imagine what it's like for these kids, like Cabrera and all the kids that got called up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just now that, you know, are we going to get called up? Are you sure we're going to be called up? And then to get called up and now to be part of this celebration, man, it's got to be great for them. 
Yeah, I, I think it was, like I saw Harrison Bader celebrating. The guy's been here for like 10 seconds. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, like he's been part of it all year. It's got to be a weird kind of dynamic, but he is on the team. They mm-hmm. are the division champs, so go celebrate. Enjoy the day. I want, you know, I just wonder who's going to be in the lineup tomorrow and is Judge going to be in the lineup tomorrow? Because you have to think that they want to get him a day off here at some point. He hasn't had a day in a while, Gordon. A very long time. It just shows you that this whole thing about them resting him, oh, he's been on his legs. It's all, it's all garbage. It's all, like, oh, he needs to do this and he only has eight games to do it, so we're just going to keep playing him until he gets it. I mean, he's exhausted and they got him in center right. field. Right, right, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so what happened to the sabermetricians then? What, did they sleep? Well, oh, it doesn't matter. No, no. These games, he's walking on air. He's, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're right. He is. He's he's had a tremendous season. There's no question about it. He's really been good. And so now, um, listen. You know, I, I saw Luis Severino being interviewed earlier. His next start's going to be big, Gordon. You need to stretch him out a little bit, see what he has, and get him ready for and get him ready for when you start. And the fact that you have a bye is even better, especially with LeMahieu. You're trying to figure out what's going on with him. I mean, the longer you can keep him to rest him for when you can use him, the better. And David Cohn, as I was switching back and forth, had an interesting comment about how he thought right now with the way things are going, if you wanted to put DJ in the lineup, Really, you probably should put him at DH, but you really can't afford to put, um, you know, Stanton in right field right now because no. of his right. situation. Yep. And the kid's playing well. Yeah. You know, no, you, absolutely. So you can't. So you know, you you kind of would want to put DJ as as the DH because now, listen, Glaber's hitting. Yes, he is. And Donaldson's hitting a little bit now. A little bit, yeah. But Stanton has been ice cold and looks completely been. lost. The only good thing about him is he can look completely lost one minute and be red hot the next. So you just yeah. got to have to hope here before too long over the next eight games he finds whatever he needs to find and gets rolling because it's very hard to imagine a path to victory for the Yankees in October that does not heavily include Giancarlo Stanton. I agree with you a thousand percent. This is ESPN New York Tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.